Hello, this is Erica, a.k.a. Stella Bella, editor of Sold Magazine, and welcome to episode 39 of In the Spray Room, the podcast showing the best and brightest artists getting up on the street today. We're bringing out the lighter side of these creatives by interviewing them in a less structured environment, my dining room table. For our daily dose of online, online content, check us out on soldmagny.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Today's crew consists of myself, Bike Girl, Hello, and Big Ronnie. Big episode today. Now, before Big Ronnie tells us what's going on, let's hear a word from our first sponsor. The Brooklyn Firefly, located in the heart of Bay Ridge, serves some of the freshest, top-quality Italian homemade goodness around. A pizzeria bar, a venue that you can see some live music, nice spot to pop in for a drink. Eric and I love this place. It's in our neighborhood. We're very lucky. Uh, if you're not in Bay Ridge, that's okay. Come on down. BK Firefly, Ovington and 3rd, nice spot. We love it. Stella, when we go there, what's your favorite thing? Well, there's a few, but uh, I customize the rosy and add arugula. The rosy is uh, pesto and mm, I think it's sauce. just I think it's like just like a margarita. And then we put arugula yeah. on top of it. It's a good time. I like the big meatball. They say it serves two. It serves one big Ronnie bite girl. And a lot of uh, sold magazine contributors have also been there. It was the location for my 40th birthday party this summer. Good time run by a fellow Brooklyn, New York artist, Caves. Big up, Caves. How are you, brother? Uh, come on down. Have some pizza. And now to today's topics. We have some fun stuff to talk about today, kids. It is officially in the spray rooms one year anniversary with this podcast we recorded our first Ooh. episode we recorded our first episode i think this goes up on a monday so our anniversary is tuesday today's actually sunday forget i said that and it is one year that we recorded with danielle mastriana as our first guest uh, another bk artist showing love doing her thing she is swimming with the polar bears today and good for her she's almost official make it official girl Get your card. Be a polar bear. Okay. So we're super excited for our one-year anniversary. Bike Girl, of the 75 or so artists that we interviewed, uh, who was your favorite? Immediately go. I knew you were going to ask that. Um, I honestly don't have a favorite artist. I have a couple of interviews that I really enjoyed, and unfortunately my favorite one may never be may never be heard to be lost. honest it's not it's lost it's not lost. Too poor. It's not not lost. It, but it's not lost someday it will appear and that was probably the one with the donut man that was a good interview we had a good time talking with him um erica same question so many i always feel like there's a sweet spot like three quarters of the way through the interview where just something is just making me grin from ear to ear I really loved the chat that we had with Butterfly Mush. I was talking to her about it recently. That day, we had Ilko in town, and Butterfly Mush was intimidated. She was nervous. She was scared, and and she just was herself. And we introduced her, and uh, I couldn't have been happier having her in. 
So that's that was one of my favorites. My favorite, unfortunately, is a baffling one because it was at Moniker when Findac said, yeah, I don't know where my next deal is coming from. Well, okay, okay, tell our listeners how we can throw some money at you or how you buy. Yeah, don't, nah, yeah. And he was just not about it, and it blew my mind. It's still my favorite. I'm waiting for an artist to blow my mind like that again. I, I love the fact that we also need to discuss he's leveled up to the, fa- to the point where it isn't a big deal for him because he pretty much knows his rent next month is paid. Amazing. And I think every artist wants to get there, and the way it was just very, yeah, I, just, I, I, don't, I don't need the next deal. And um, in bu- I'm a business-minded guy, people. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. And I'm saying, hey, here's your platform. Would you like some dollars? He's like, eh, I'm good. And I thought that blew my mind. So, okay. In the spray room, one year, we're super excited. We have a lot of big people waiting to come in. The list is deep, though. We're always happy to trump some people, move some things around. Come on down. Get on Bike Girl's list. Pull her on the arm. That's the way that works. Uh. As long as you don't continue to word, use the word Trump, it's all good. You got it. <laughs> all right, some, some quick upcoming events. Uh, February 7th, the Thursday in Long Island City at the local, we have a group show curated by Senor Lasso with some of our friends, Lambros, Consumer, AJ LaVilla, Jenna Crippel. Go out and see those guys. The next week, same spot at the local, we have a group show benefiting Planned Parenthood be uh, with Mishab and Hiss. Uh, I'm a Maker is also in that show. Hello to those ladies. And then February 21st, we have one of our favorites, Chris RWK, a film premiering at the Angelica season one of the Black Book Diaries. That is going to be pretty cool. I can't wait to see that. And hello to Chris. And I'm being waved at. And the Mike, Mike Schulte pop-up. That is um, the date of sorry. Valentine's Day. Hold on. Uh, February 7th. Also February 7th. Yep. So there With... you go. Mike, how are you? Everybody go out. The last pop-up was a lot of fun that he was in. And that one's got a good list of artists, too. Looks like we've got Lambros, Turtle Caps, Hectad, My Life in Yellow, and Savior El Mundo. On, on the list on tap for that, that, for that show. Very cool. So, I was trying to find the location. Hold on. It's at the 51st Street Bakery and Cafe. All right. Moving on past our events. Just want to give everybody a reminder now that we've had our one-year anniversary to check out our website. We have a wonderful calendar of events that now that spring is popping is going to be populated. We also have the only interactive map in New York City with our partners at Street Art Cities. Go on, take a look. Wherever you are, pull up the map. It'll tell you the coolest murals around. It'll tell you information about who took the picture, the artist, yada, yada, yada. Uh, It's a nice platform. It's integrated with ours. You can get it from our our site or theirs. Uh, What else is interesting on the website, Stella, that we are changing or doing or moving things around? Anything else of note? Patches. Oh, yes. Get your sold patches. One for six, two for ten. Did I get the prices right? Yes. Uh, show us your sold patch. Uh, buy them on the website and hashtag sold patch. Uh, show us how you're how you're creatively putting them on your your gear. 
Like soul patch, sold patch? Exactly, exactly. Did we just make that up right now? Sounds like it. Yeah, no, I like it. I'll if you're it. out and about, they can also be picked up over at 30thos Gallery along with other merchandise. I, so I, when I, you're I out s- looking for your yeah. sold stuff, another great spa- place to stop by. I saw them there Thursday night when we were there for the Knorr show. Congrats to Connie and Knorr. That there's some nice pieces on the wall and I saw some some red dots. So congratulations to those guys. Biker, what's the next show coming up at uh, 30thos? Did oh, they announce it? Yeah, it's her. Uh, it's um, Matsu, and I don't. It's going to be really, really incredible. He is a Japanese illustrator. His work is really, really intricate, beautiful stuff, and that's coming up um, in about a week over at Thirtythos. She's booked solid for the next month and a half, so it's going to be crazy times at Thirtythos. Very good, and shout out to Connie. Keep doing your thing over there. Nice job. Okay. Nine minutes in, I think it's a record that we haven't introduced our special guest yet. That's because she's just so special. Oh, is that it? (laughs) (laughs) Set a record on the one-year anniversary. We're here with one of my first friends in the game, one of my first sticker buddies. I've been uh, a fan of her work for quite some time. Uh, Blessed that she brought us a piece today, Mishab. Hey, you guys. Woohoo! Welcome. I'm excited to be here with you guys. Well, thank you very thank you much. Now, me. why don't you why don't you give people just your quick origin story, just a little bit of a background about what brought you to the sticker uh, street art mural world? Um, well, really it started uh, when I moved to New York from Savannah, Georgia. And I really got into walking around the streets and taking pictures of what I like to call door porn, whereas like the doors are just covered with wheat paste and stickers and it's peeling and it just looks so good. And um, I started recognizing different artists and their styles and I reached out to a couple of them. I reached out to, well now she's just Elle, but I interviewed Elle Dead Sex at the time. That was her full name. And I interviewed uh, Lady Millard as well. And it was just really great to like hear why they're doing street art and what their day jobs were. And I thought, well, I'm an artist and why don't I just do it myself? So I started putting stickers up and then I started going bigger and putting wheat paste up. And and now it's sprouted to me doing murals as well. It's not only sprouted to you doing murals, it's sprouted to you doing uh, famous location murals that are now about to get covered up. Yep. Yeah, that one's making me a little teary eyed. I always love talking about your process because that comes at the very end of my tour there in Little Italy. I know. And it's such a good one to show your process because it's 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 out there. You can see that everything you do is balanced and yet it's not perfectly symmetrical. So there's a lot more going on in your pieces than most people realize at first glance. Yeah, um, actually, so you, you guys are talking about the one that's on Mulberry and Canal. Yeah. Um, and that was my very first mural, and Wayne from the Lisa Project asked me to do it. And actually, the best part of that was I met Wayne at an art show, and I gave him a sticker. And then he reached out to me like a couple months later and was like, I want you to do a mural. And it was my first time doing a mural, and it was my first time using spray paint. And I executed it so well, and I'm so used to... You know, I, I draw, you know, my, my designs have these, like, really straight lines, or at least I try to make them straight. But so I was going a little nuts because with the spray can, I couldn't get my arm to make straight lines, but I just kind of let it do its thing, and it kind of organically became really awesome. 
Like, it's really cool. I don't think I can ever make a mural like that again. It was so great. Yeah. And, and so it is being covered up. That lot was um, <coughs> taken over. So they're building um, a giant building there. <laughs> so, yeah. But um, they might put plexiglass over my mural. And so who knows when that knows? ugly building is torn down, my mural will pop back up. You know, that's how you end up in the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Right next to the Temple of Dendor, you become an artifact. Really? Think Ooh, about it. 500,000 years from now, the walls come down. Yeah. 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 I want, um, that's like the best part of art. Like art, my art will outlive me. So that piece hopefully will outlive me by millions. Of well, years. by putting a wall against it, whereas people won't see it, it will outlive you and it will outlive generations Yeah, because it will be protected. Even if it's out of sight forever, yeah. it will be per- forever entombed. Yeah. I'm going to go from small to really big because mm-hmm. you just said, uh, my art will outlive me by a million years. Which is very aggressive and good for you. Million, <laughs> I over-exaggerated. I think, I think things are going to disintegrate by then, but uh, you never know resin, blah, blah, blah. Hey, they may carry her to, yes, to Mars yes. with them. Insects and amber and fossils and all that. And yes, I understand. But I, I, but I think it's, it speaks to your focus. You're not painting a landscape. You're not painting, uh, you're not drawing a, a bowl of fruit. You're not drawing portraits. You're drawing nebulas, you're drawing worlds, you're drawing cosmos, you're drawing that which cannot be touched. Yeah. Like a million years. Yeah. So where where does that where where does the 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 unattainable become what you want to create? What do you mean? Well, it's it's it seems to me that it takes me back to the days my when I was thinking about astronomy and stuff like that, and the horsehead nebula, and your stuff is very cosmic. Yeah. It's not tangible. It's yeah. not here. It's not. So where does that come from? Uh, okay. So I guess let me start it with uh, when I first started doing stickers, I called them uh, botanical illusions because it was more uh, coming from Savannah, moving to New York. Uh, I missed all the flowers. Um, everything was so gray. So I started putting, you know, drawing flowers with like these lines jotting out because kind of just drawing those lines, those kind of like rays coming out of the flowers. It was very um, meditative to me. It was just nice to do. And then as the years went by, they kind of got more spaced out and more wacky. And I started putting a little bit more feeling into my pieces. And that's where they became the nebulas. And so I think where it becomes magical is, uh, you know, I base it off of you know, I, I put these different shapes in, but I know a piece is done when it makes me feel good. Um, and I, I, I kind of bring my inspiration from, God, now I can't think of the writer's name, but there's a book. And at the end of the book, they talk about how we are going towards, um, how we used to, we're like have a mammal brain or reptilian brain. And now we're going to our botanical consciousness Whereas uh, flowers trying to find light, our brains are trying to find enlightenment. So I kind of bring that into my pieces. Okay. Serious, stupid question. Okay. Have you watched any of the BBC Earth and Planet Earth and stuff like that on TV? Like the super sped up with the way they make, they still show bamboo grow like 10 feet in two minutes type of thing. Mm -hmm. That's nuts to me. That's exactly what you're talking about is that life is going to find its own little pathway yeah and light is what you're talking about mm-hmm. so 
Well, it's it's funny that you bring that up because I because I wonder what things like experiences I've had that um, in, like show up in my artwork without intentionally doing it at all. Because uh, I remember like my first year in college, I had taken some acid and I was sitting there with my feet out the window and I was looking out the window and I could see the branches and everything growing. It would grow and then go back down and then grow. So I wonder maybe if that, you know, is implanted in my brain. Yes, planted, it is. Implanted. I say yes. Oh, you'll have flashes for years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how that <laughs> stuff works. <laughs> Audrey is not only an expert about the street scene. <laughs> <laughs> so you said college. So did you actually study art in college? Yeah, actually. Well, I mean, I, I went to Savannah College of Art and Design. I, I was going to ask that next because it's one yeah. of the best. It's one of the most highly rated, uh, one of the most highly rated design schools in the world, not yeah. just in this country. Yeah. So it was great. I mean, I, I went there for a, a year, though. Um, it just got too expensive and I couldn't afford it anymore. Um, but I actually studied uh, textile design and printmaking, so I, I kind of really love the process of making artwork, and I, that came from uh, learning, you know, the, the the print lab. So, what is the street scene like in Savannah? Were we was we paste just something totally new and foreign to you when you got to New York? It was totally new and foreign. Um, and now, when I go back to Savannah, when I put posters up. No one knows what I'm doing. It is so easy to put posters up because there's no posters around. So there'll be all these drunk people outside the bar, and I'm just putting a poster up right in front of them. And no one, like, I just, like, no one bothers me. I mean, you know, there are, like, the drunk people who are like, what are you doing, what are you doing? But, like, you kind of have, like, a blank canvas. I think they, they always say if you want to tag the world, you need to go to some remote town in Pennsylvania somewhere because you'd get away with it before the police woke up and figured out what you were doing. Well, and also I, I kind of like how it's it, – it stays there and it it allows you know it to decay on its own and that's why i like street art because you know i only do original pieces like i don't really do any prints um so i like how when you kind of put this baby out there you know the world just kind of does what it wants to it and it's like you know it's like artwork that's like made out of your hands I think that is actually my favorite part of We Pace is watching them evolve on the streets yeah. and watching the unplanned collaborations or when the only thing that's flapping in the wind says Big Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the, the tricky part with Savannah, though, is there's all these historical buildings. And um, so, you know, like I've seen people tag some some houses and I'm like, oh, why did you put like a big smiley face on that? Like, you know, 100 year old house. Um, so there's kind of like, you know, you don't want to destroy some things, but then you also want to add to it. So it's kind of like a weird, a weird relationship. So you think your, your work makes the building prettier? Um, I think so. Yeah. Depending on, depending on the building. And depending everybody's on a the critic location. as long as it's not a smiley face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Or, you know, or maybe just put a, a nice big tag or a nice big filler. Don't just put like a smiley face and then that's it. Maybe if an old house had a bunch of tags on it, I think that would look great. You know. Mm. Yeah. Well, so speaking of uh, collaborations, either forced or unforced. Um, actually, so unforced. Has there been a time you've gone back to a spot where you put a piece up and and you liked the way it worked with? something that had gone up after and, and the way that the, the pieces work together. Yeah, actually, um, so there's an artist, I guess I have two, so um, I put a piece up and 
this tagger mash he tagged over my piece mash and i just thought it was cool just tagging over my piece like that um and then also there's this artist shinshin i don't know if you are aware of shinshin her i don't it's an i don't even know if it's male or female all i know is that the hand-painted swans are some of the most gorgeous things i've ever seen in my life these are all amazing like off the walls of a museum in asia pieces of art that they do yeah um, so I really loved when I put a piece up and then they put their deer right below it. Oh. So it looked like the nebulas and the flowers were attached to the, the antlers. And I've been following Shinshin since I moved to New York. I mean, I would just walk around the streets and see Shinshin everywhere. It was so like beautiful, beautiful stuff. And maybe that inspired a little bit of my botanicals because they did a lot of like floral kind of artwork. You should check out Speaking, Shinshin. I definitely will. Uh, it's new to me, but uh, the ladies are... Oh, we know. Aware. At the yeah. end of Freeman Alley right now is a magical yeah. new piece that's less than two weeks old that yeah. I'm just... Every day I go in, I drool. Yeah. It's beautiful. So how about some other collabs? People you've worked with or maybe that you want to work with? Oh, man. So yeah, what is your dream collab? We always ask collab. this. We always also ask dead or alive. So if there's like someone that's no longer with us... That's an that's a valid answer too. You know, I think recently I've been inspired by what is it, Kilma? You know who I'm talking about? Who who's at the Guggenheim right now? Hilma F. You know who oh. I'm talking about? This artist, Kilma F. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the last. I would love to collaborate with her. I mean, she's totally dead. Been dead for a long time. Totally um, dead, are we sure? Like, totally dead. All right, Completely fine. Not just dead. a little bit dead? <laughs> yeah, totally dead. Um, but her artwork is really um, about spirituality. So I would love to do a piece with her. That would be pretty cool. Hmm. Um, I would love to do artwork with uh, Human. I love her, and I've been following her from I the like very beginning. I like her colors. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, like, I like seeing how artists um, evolve, and she's only getting better. Um, so I would, that would be a great thing to do. Um, Pretty I've done collaborations more. with, uh, J Corp though and his, and I maker, those are my girls. And I would always, always love to do collaborations with them. Jay's another one having followed her since the very first thing she ever did was spray paint JMZ a few years ago to where she is now. Yeah. She is another one to watch because she just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. Well, actually when, uh, we first started doing, because the, the first time I ever did uh, wheat paste and went out, I went out with them. Because we all had all tried to do it separately mm-hmm. and failed. So we met each other at an art show. And we realized that all of us have gone to the same shows but never talked to anybody. Yep. So we got together. And what we would normally do is we'd bring some posters. We'd kind of start them. And then that night before we went out, we would draw on each other's posters um, so I really like doing that with them. Well, it is beyond an art form. It also is a form of sport. Yeah. Going out and putting this stuff up is an extreme sport. I mean, oh, you yeah. get the same rush as you would climbing a mountain. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I love it. And I don't care what people say where they're like, oh, you know, like I'm not going to do street art anymore. Like I feel like I'm going to do it forever because if you would see my room as a kid, I would draw my computer. I draw my TV. I draw my walls like it's just kind of something that you uh, you want to do. You want to like draw your name on something. But it is a sport. I like it. It's like that good rush. Like you're like, I'm doing something bad, 
but then it's not too bad so I don't feel bad about it and then the next day is like Christmas morning because you're like did anyone see what I put up you know or or did did anything get totally killed and demolished yeah I kind of like that part of it too because you really can't be a diva no so it encourages you to be different because if you can't stand people touching your stuff the streets are going to eat you alive yeah then put your stuff in a gallery you yeah. know I've, I've had pieces that I've loved that I've had like moments where um, like this one piece I like kind of cried in front of because I was like, am I an artist? And I was looking at it and I was like, yeah, I am. I am an artist. Like, yeah, I really like this. And I put it up and the wind was blowing so hard that it, it tore it into pieces. Um, but it kind of made me uh, get used to loving something and then letting it go. So, yeah, you, can't, you have to have thick skin. Well, you have to be, I mean, in order to be successful, you have to be able to let it go. Because yeah. if you love something, you can't have it on your wall forever. You have to be willing to let somebody else own it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, what about, <clears throat> what about process? What, what's, do you prefer stickers, canvases, murals? Like, what's, what's more fun to work on? Um... I feel like with murals, uh, it's a good challenge um, because you have to use your materials really wisely and, um, you know, and it has to look a certain way at the end. Um, Stickers are fun for me. You know, it's something for me to do. Like I, I love to knit um, and do like little tedious projects. So stickers are are fun to, for me to do. Um, But painting and doing posters I kind of make at the same time so uh, the only reason why I started uh, making pieces on canvas was because all my original artwork I was actually putting on the street and I had nothing to show for art shows Um, so what I normally do I'll you know lay out a couple canvases and I'll have like some colors that I'm interested in and I'll put some uh, pieces of paper down. And so anytime I'm like doing something crazy or I just want to paint or move paint around, I'll paint on the posters. And then when I have a certain idea, I'll paint on the canvas. Um, but where they kind of go hand in hand, I, you know, my pieces, my like posters used to be a little bit more graphic and they started to get more layered. And that's because I, uh, I love collaging as an artist too, and I started tearing up posters and then putting those on the canvas. And um, so I kind of, so some of my posters I make for the street, I'll tear it up and I'll put it on a canvas. So I, I kind of make them together. Mm, it's like a little mini series. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. You know, like you're in the zone, so you just kind of do it all at once. And then when I'm sitting there and I have a cup of coffee and I want to watch a show, I'll, I'll like draw like more intricate pieces into the you know, posters or, or the canvas. Yeah. Now we were talking before we pressed record. You said that, um, you're, you're working towards a, a solo show at some point. You're in the building inventory phases now. Yeah. How's that going? It's going well. I mean, um, I have actually some of my best pieces and I've really pushed like using a ton of materials like resin, glitter, all sorts of fun stuff. Um, so I'm starting to make a collection so I I can have my first solo show and I'm just, I'm basically trying to make my best work and then find a a great space to showcase it. Now, how long with your process? And I assume you're going, uh, canvases, Mm -hmm. uh, like how long would that take for you? 
and I wouldn't expect you to put a pin in it, but just like, is it a month? Is it six months? Is it, I don't. I want to give myself at least six months. Yeah. And I know it'll be canvases, but I also have some pieces I've done on paper that I've cut out that are very large, like six feet tall that I embroider the sides of. So I want to showcase those as well. How, how will you mount or hang those? You know, there was, um, I kind of want to put eyelets on the top and then screw branches into the wall and have it hang from the branches. I think that would be cool. I'm glad I asked that question. Yeah. (laughs) And you also were talking about um, merchandise, uh, apparel. Have you done t-shirts? Tell us about. Yeah. Well, so I worked with this company, Coronation Apparel, and they actually have uh, some of Hiss's shirts as well. And so I've worked with them, and I have a collection of four different shirts. Um, So I actually buy the shirts wholesale and then resell them myself as well. Um, And then hopefully we're going to be doing some more things. Coronation actually had, I think, uh, what's the rapper? Chance the Rapper? Mm -hmm. Is it Chance the Rapper? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Had Coronation had some of, uh, or Chance the Rapper had some of Coronation's T-shirts. So there's like cool things going on with them. Yeah. How did you hear about that company? You know, they contacted me about four or five years ago. So I've been working with them for a while. Cool. Yeah. And I made um, original artwork and then they incorporated it into their t-shirts. And they even made their own dyes, invented their own dyes for the shirts. Yeah. So unlike so many of the other pasters and other young artists working on the streets, before we started this, you told us you actually work in art as a full-time profession. Yeah, I do. So. I'm lucky enough to do that, yeah. Um, so I actually paint murals commercially. I do interior and exterior murals. So I've done any... I actually, uh, you know, I've, I've painted a American flag... 30 stories up next to the Empire State Building. I got my scaffolding license, so that was pretty cool. Um, I've even done uh, faux finishing, like a watercolor faux finish for um, someone's apartment. Uh, I do stencils for, you know, restaurants, all sorts of different things. Um, And I've been doing this for a little over a year now, and uh, it's been a blessing. It's been really, really good. She notice how she just breathes through scaffolding and way up above the Empire State Building, and I'm still first shaking. Of all, first of all, uh, I mean, I'm seeing stars, <laughs> and my stomach is coming up into my mouth at the thought of it. And she's just so nonchalant. We've had oh, people yeah. talk about their their lift licenses, but not, no. not scaffolding. Scared? I think yeah. scaffolding would be so much scarier than a lift. You know, it is. Oh, so it is scary. Um, and I kind of, like, had to, like, you get really comfortable up there, and I had to, like, look over the edge to remind myself that I'm really high up. Um, but it's scary where you're you're in a bucket, and on either end, there's basically a rope that's holding you up. And you're really trusting the rigor to make sure that everything is tied on right, and, like, you're just, I don't know, like, like the wind could just take you, and you could just sway around. But, I mean, you're, you're safe up there. You're safe. Except for the fact that window washing, window washers is considered one of the most dangerous professions in the world as far as getting insurance. But you know what? I've, I've gone to some these classes and some of the people taking in the class, I can see them maybe not doing their knots right. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of human error involved is what you're trying to say. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it was really cool. Like um, there, there's not that many people who get the experience 
to be to see the Empire State Building and see New York from like that view. So it was it was really cool. It was really cool. Where do you find your opportunities? Um, so I work as a freelance artist and I get a lot of uh, my gigs from Mural Painter NYC. And so I work with them um, and another fellow artist, Android Oi. We work together in that company. So him Thursday. What's up, Android? How are you, brother? Uh, his new piece in Freeman Alley is also a stunner. So good. No, he's a very talented. He's actually the one who got me the job. So I was uh, I was working for this uh, retail store and I was like, you know, I, I've hit my, my point where I need something else. Like I need to... Rock bottom? Something. My rock bottom, yeah. <laughs> I would say retail is every a lot of people's rock bottom. Well, I mean, I, I love the people I worked with, but I got to a point where um, they wanted to make me, like, the manager, and I, I just was like, I, I don't want to do this. And I met Android Oi for the first time, and he was like, you know what? I got the job for you. And it was just, like, instant. It was really great. Yeah. That... I. Our listeners can't see it, but there's a big Ronnie portrait on the wall over there by Android next to the R. Yeah. Yep. That was my birthday present last year. Thank you again. So we're in the studio. We're cramming. We're working on nebulas. We're working on flowers. We're watching stuff grow. I, I get it. Botanical illusions. Yeah, it, I get it all. But what are we listening to? Mm. What are you listening to? What are you listening to while you create? Oh, okay. Um, well, I kind of love listening to like n- late '90s, early 2000s hip hop. So I, because it's fun to listen to and really. dance to. Um, or I listen to uh, what is it, Dirty Art Club Kids? I think that's what they're called. They're a great band. They're awesome. Um, Gosh, I feel like I need to open up my Spotify in order uh, to like, allow see it. everything. I'll allow it. You can Let's absolutely see. check your phone. I'm what interested. is on Mishab's dirty? I actually have like kids. like eighty different playlists. Like I have a ton of different playlists on here. The dirty? No, the Dirty Art Club. Mm-hmm. They're great. Um, I have a playlist called see. Big Ronnie's Horny, and it's all brass section songs. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Or. Um, <laughs> What is it? There's another band. Uh, dang it! I'm like, I'm like I have one, the worst I have one called names. Big Ronnie Spoon Spoon. All my favorite. Big Ronnie songs. gets off on tubas. Big brass section. I'm a, listen. I like uh, I like diversity in my rock and roll. Oh, postmodern jukebox. Mm. Oh, I love postmodern jukebox. Yeah, I and love. I have like a crush on all their ladies too. Like they Haley, just, they're just so cool. Well, they what I what I love about them is that they take classics or songs that aren't classics, rock songs rather than single. Like they're they're torch songs. Yeah, and the girls that sing with them are some of the best singers in the world. And um, uh, Puddles the Clown did a uh, collaboration with them on one of his songs, and yeah. it was so good. Yeah, and I don't really like clowns, but I like Puddles. Well, Puddles is different. Okay, so Sweet Valley. I'm into oh, Sweet Valley. Sweet Valley is great. Okay. Um, one of their albums, they have like, they, they use a bunch of like um, video game sounds in it. And it's just, it's, okay. it's fun to listen to. Okay. Yeah, Sweet Valley, Dirty Art Club. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I kind of, I listen to everything. I listen to a lot of stuff. Chingy. Listen to Chingy. Pulling music from the four corners of the galaxy. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you have music pumping when you're working? Or do you like to work quietly? I mean, 
You know, sometimes I actually been finding it really fun to work with it being completely quiet. Um, but I also really love listening to music too. Like it, it's really important for my creative process. Um, and what I love on Spotify is I'll find, um, I'll, I'll find uh, one song that I really like and I'll go to the radio and listen to new music and then add those new songs um, to a new playlist. And I think I do that better when I'm painting because I'll actually like listen to the whole song and oh I like that I would hear that again or skip yeah yeah exactly yeah so that's how I think all my playlists have built up because uh I you know while I paint I listen to new music and make new playlists with that yeah but I don't I'm not a big country fan like a like being from the south though I'm not a big country music fan so it's not for everyone. Yeah, Just like any type of music is not for everyone. Yeah. Uh, bike oh, girls, definitely. Bike girls from Texas. I've never heard her say, let's go listen to some country um, music. I like Texas music, but that's totally different. Yeah. It is not. It's we're talking Western swing and that's absolutely different than Nashville plastic. Yeah. I like old school. I mean, yes, you can. I can get down with Patsy Cline, Hank Williams. I mean, if you go way back, I'm happy. Kenny Rogers, yeah. Dolly Parton, Johnny Cash. Kenny Rogers okay, is pushing it. I mean. <laughs> All right, guys, we're in Brooklyn here. Um, Michelle, <laughs> I really want to know where the name came from. Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> so when I was uh, when I turned 21, uh, me and my friend were joking around like maybe I shouldn't ha- may- maybe I should have a blog. And um, so that's actually where the name came from. It's maybe I shouldn't have a blog, but added two eyes. <laughs> yeah. And so that's then... A, it's an acronym. Yeah. So then when I started interviewing some artists uh, in like 2013, I had it on that blog. And then when I started putting my posters up, um, I just put that name on there um, to kind of tie it back to my blog. And it just sounds nice. So I keep it. It works. Yeah. I was I was thinking it was like some Eastern thing, but I guess not. But you know what? Go ahead. Like someone said once, it like it really means sunrise. The, the, the stories that people, oh, what does it mean? This and yeah. give you a whole thing. You're like, no, not yeah. at all. Nope. That's why yeah. I'm telling you, in a thousand years, when the building comes down, what do you think they will think your art means? I always tell Zero that because he paints pigeons on everything. Yeah. A thousand years from now, when they dig up the concrete things he painted for Centrifuge, are they going to think we had some weird pigeon religion? Maybe. 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 And if so, what will yours symbolize? What would you like people a thousand years from now to think your art meant? Uh, I think they, I would want them to think of it as uh, energy moving, you know, and uh, this botanical positive energy moving. Yeah, I, I want them to not may, maybe what it meant, but what it makes them feel. What I like about your stuff is that you don't need a description. Yeah. And it's not it's not words and you're not evoking a feeling through past experience, through common imagery. It's original and you like um, somewhere I'm a little speck in there. Or I'm above it and looking at it. You, you feel something with it, I think. Yeah. It's presence is a present. Easy, Kanye. Whoa, 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 whoa. Erica just dropped a Kanye for no reason. Oh, let's keep all the, all, let's keep anyone connected to a Kardashian out of this. No, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't sanction that, listeners. And we'll talk about it after the recording, but 
<laughs> back to Mishab. So before we let you go, yeah. let's uh, let's give the listeners uh, and your fans a reminder of where they can find you online, where they can see your work, where they can give you some money for stickers or things like that. Yeah. Or where they can hire you to paint their commercial that murals. Too. Exactly. Because I will paint anything that you want me to paint. Well, okay. Within reason? Within reason. Have you ever thought about doing body painting with Andy Golub? That would be cool. Because actually your designs would be really cool for body painting. You should definitely, if you say you'll paint anything, maybe yeah. it needs to be naked bodies. Yeah, I would totally do Notice that. Notice I used the southern naked in there. <laughs> um, well, you can find uh, my artwork on my website. So it's mishab, dot com, or on my Instagram, um, which is M-I-I-S-H-A-B. Um, and yeah, and just direct message me. I do commissions. Um, I do enamel, uh, pins. I'm, you know, ordering some more of those. Um, yeah. And just hit me up. Awesome. It was a lot of fun show out of chatting with you. Thank you for the sketches. Thank you for the the, the pieces that you brought us. And stickers. She brought us stickers. Uh, word out to anybody coming on our podcast. Stickers are actually always appreciated. Mm -hmm. Not required by a girl. Oh, I didn't say that. And I said appreciated. We re-gift them and, and yes. do good promotion things with them. Yes, so. they are not hoarded. They are redistributed during uh, our tours, during events, when we have guests in. Or when they're just in my pocket and I want to put it in the bathroom. There you go. So thank you very much for coming in today. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Thank we you. are sold out with Michelle.